KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah, and this is Ezra Beck, and today is Yud Zayin Shvat, Wednesday, and we will now hear the regular Wednesday share of Rav Benjamin Tavoy on the weekly mitzvah for Pashat Yitro. The share will be 34 minutes, and after the share I will be back with the Halacha Yomit. The Torah tells us, Lo tachmod beit reyecha, lo tachmod eshed reyecha, ve'avdo v'amato v'shoro v'chamoro v'chol ashel reyecha. In two separate phrases, the Torah told us that there's an isur of chimut. Chimut means somehow to desire something. Eretz chemda is a desired land. But the Torah divided into two phrases. The first phrase is Lo Tachmod Beit the house of your friend. A second phrase would be Lo Tachmod Eshet his wife, Avdo, his servant, his Amato, his female servant, Sharov Chamaro, his animals, and any possessions, any possessions which he has. I'd like to try to explain why Eshet Reyecha is divided from Beit Reyecha. Beit Reyecha is a general statement, Lo Tachmod Beit Reyecha, and later on it says, Lo Tachmod Eshet Reyecha. In Aseret HaDibrot, in Parashat Va'etchanan, it similarly says, Lo Tachmod Eshet Reyecha, again, the Easter of Chimud applies, but this time only to Eshet Reyecha, and then the Torah says, Lo Titaveh Beit Reyecha. Titaveh somehow also means to desire. Beit Reyecha, which includes Sadeyu, Avdo, Amato, Sharov, Chamoro, V'chol Hashel Reyecha. Includes his field, his animals, his uh, servants, and everything he owns. Let's begin by trying to define exactly what the Isur of Chimur is. The Gemara says in Bav Dafhei that if a person thinks, the Gemara says that a person who takes something from his friend that he desires, so the Gemara says he's over an Isur. So the Gemara says, but if he pays money, people don't think they're over an Isur. So the Gemara says, but even if he spends money, He's over the Easter of Lo Tachmot. He still desired something that belonged to someone else. And the Gemara answers Lo Tachmot Lo Dami Mashmelu. People somehow think that if they pay money, they're not included in the Easter of Lo Tachmot. It's true that Lo Tachmot is an Easter, but the Easter of Lo Tachmot only applies when you don't pay money. But if a person would pay money, he's not over Lo Tachmot. Thus, as they ask the question. But if that would be true, a person would think that Lot Ahmad applies when he takes something without spending money, without paying for it. Wouldn't that be the Easter of Gezel? So what would the Easter of Lot Ahmad mean? The, the Tosas answers that a person would think that you're over too laughing. When a person steals, 
he's over one love, but when he he desired the object, and therefore he's still, he still so included in the Easter of Gazela, there's another Easter called Lo Tachmut. So Tosu says that's what people think. doesn't necessarily mean that that's true. It means that's what people would have thought. People might have thought that Lo Tachmut is only the case where you don't pay money, but if you do spend money, there's no Easter Lo Tachmut. But when you don't, when you take something without permission, without paying money, you're over to Easterim. Interestingly enough, you'd ask what would be the difference if a person would be over two Easter and one Easter. Generally, the Mishnah and Makos discusses a case where a person can be over many Lavin at the same time. And what would be the practical difference if he's over the many Lavin? So the practical difference would be that he'd get Malkos. The Mishnah there in Makos explains cases where a person get one Malkos, two Malkos, three Malkos. So here, you would think that when Tulsa says there is two lavim involved, you might think that it means that there are two types of two kinds of malchus. You get malchus both for lotigzal and for lotachmod. Of course, that would be very difficult to say, because for lotigzal we generally assume you don't get malchus. Lotigzal is a lav hanita klase. It's a lav which can be repaid, which should be repaid. It's attached to the mitzvah sase of veheshev sakzela, and therefore there's no malchus on. On Lotachmod, would there be Malkos? We'll try to discuss why there shouldn't be Malkos at all in Lotachmod. But according to Tosfos, somehow the difference between one Easter and two Easterim would have to have some ramification. It's very difficult to imagine that Tosfos would really think that even people would assume you get Malkos twice, both for Gzela and for Chimud, when it seems that neither one really has a punishment of Malkos involved. The Rambam in Hilchas Gezela, Perik Aleph Halachates, says that a person who's chomed, whatever you're chomed, v'hichbid alav bereim v'hifzir boat shlekachon menu. A person who pleaded with somebody, begged, somehow used all his influence that he has in order to try to get someone to to get give something to him. Af al pi shenatan lo damim rabim. Even though he paid a lot of money, the Ram says you don't get malchus, but you're over the lotase of lotachmod. Even if you paid money for it, a person paid money, received the object in question, he was over lotachmod. But the Ram says the reason you don't get malchus is mitnei maaseh. This is a lav which is done without an action. In general, a lav done without an action is a lav she'en b'masa, and you don't get malkos. For example, a person who would just leave chametz on Pesach. You bought chametz, you got a lot of chametz for Shalach Manis, and you left your chametz in your house, and you didn't get rid of it out of Pesach. So there you overlook the Easter by Yerah by say, but since you didn't do an action, you don't get malkos. So the Ram says, Lotachmod is an Easter Shein Bomaseh, because you desired something. Desiring has nothing to do with actions, so therefore you don't get malkos. And the Ram says, However, the Easter of Lotachmod is not an emotional Easter that I should just think I, I, I desire somebody else's object. The Easter of Lotachmod, you're over when you take the object in question. The Ram quotes a pasuk: Lotachmod kesef v'zav aleihem v'lakachtalach. He says the the pasuk says, "Don't do chimud and take the object." So it says chimud sheyesh b'maaseh. 
a chimud which has an action. From the very phraseology of the Rambam, it seems that there is a, a maaseh in the Isra of chimud. The Rambam says, chimud sheyesh bo maaseh. Chimud which has an action, the action being that you take the object in question. If that would be true, then it should be a case where you do get malchus. It's a lav sheyesh bo maaseh. The Ravid disagrees with the Rambam. And the, Ram, the Ravid says, Lo ra'iti devar tamea gadol mizeh. I never saw a bigger problem than this. Where did you ever see an action that's, that's bigger than taking the object itself? A person took the object. That's an object. That's an, a very big action. The Ravid says, I agree with the idea that you don't get Malchus for Lotachmod because basically the Easter is when you take something without permission. So in that case, you're a gazlin. But a gazlin is chayev l'ashivet ha'gzela. That's a lav anitak l'asei. A lav which is attached to an asei, and a lav which is attached to an asei, you don't get malchus for. So, he's, according to the raivet, chayev l'ashivet ha'chevet sabalav. You do have to return the object. You stole an object. The person did not agree to sell it. So therefore, you, basically, chimud is a lav sheyesh because the masa is taking the object, but you don't get malchus. It seems that both, according to the Rambam and the Ravid, you don't get malchus from Lotachmod, but for different reasons. According to the Rambam, you don't get malchus for Lotachmod because Lotachmod is a lav sheyesh But the Ravid says it's a lav sheyesh but it's nitak l'tashlumim. Nitak l'asei, nitak l'tashlumim. According to Tosfus, as I pointed out before, in Tosfus Mavmetziah, it would seem somehow that at least people think you do get Malkus for Lotachmod, and therefore people would think you do, you're over Bishnei Lavin. How would we explain the Rambam? The Rambam really said that you don't get Malkus because it's a Lav She'en Bomaase, but it's a Luchor, it seems to be a real Lav She'esh Bomaase. The Magid Mishnah asks another point, he raises another issue. He says that according to the Rambam, I took something Be'isur. Lotachmod means that I bought it, Paying money, but paying money be iser. So he says this is contingent upon the classic machlokes of Kamilsa da Amarachmana Lotavidi of it Mahani Lamahani. Famous machlokes between Abai and Rav and Masechas Tmura is in the case where a per- the Torah said something should not be done. And a person did it anyway. For example, the Torah said, uh, don't make Tmura. That's how it got into the Masechas Tmura. A person said, do not do Tmura. So what would happen if a person created a situation which the Torah forbade? The Torah said you can't make a Tumor, and he did make a Tumor. So is it Chal? Does it t- take effect, or doesn't it take effect? Milsa the Amr Lotavid, something the Torah told me not to do, Iavid, if he did do it, Mahani or Lamani, did it work or not work? So the Gemara goes to a number of cases. The Gemara says that the famous Machlokas between Abai and Rava, Every case that they bring up in, in Shas, the Gemara explains why that might be unusual according to the other opinion. Bechomikre, in our case, where a person took an object, according to the Rambam, by paying money, but according to the Rambam, that's an Isra of Lotachmod, he raises the issue, why is the Kenyan actually effective? Why does it really belong to you? The Torah forbade this chalos. The Torah said you shouldn't do it. The answer to both questions has been, set, has been raised by many, many achronim. I'd like to point out the way the stipler put it. The stipler ex- explained, and as I mentioned before, many, many achronim say a very similar idea, that the Isra basically is an Isra of Chimut. 
even according to the Rambam, that the Isra of Chimud is only realized when you take the object, the Isra Chimud is the Isra. The Isra is Belay. The Isra is a person who does Tachbulot, who thinks of all kinds of ways of acquiring the object. The Isra is to plan, to arrange, to get the object. But until you take the object, then that's not a complete concept of chimud. Chimud means that I did so much chimud that I thought about so much how to do it that actually I accomplished. Lo tachmod kesef ezavel alehem velakachtalach. I didn't do chimud. I you're not allowed to do chimud, which would lead to taking it. So taking it is a shear of chimud. The iser is not taking it at all. The iser is the chimud shemayvili delikicha. The Isra is the chimud that you did, which real, makes you realize that eventually you, you take the object. That's the Easter. Therefore, that Easter is a lav shem b'masa. The question of the, of the Magid Mishnah falls away by itself. There's no Easter in the chalos of buying it. The Easter is nechimud shemevi li And that Easter, is, according to the Rambam, is a lav shem b'masa. The stipler himself brings other examples of such an idea. He says, for example, there's a din of mechashev b'kachim. A person who thinks the wrong thought at the time of the arba avodas, of the different types of avoda that you do when you bring a carbon. So the Torah said the Isra is lo yechashev. It seems to be that the Torah thought the Isra is thinking. And apidin, because the Isra is thinking, it's considered a lav shein b'maseh. But a person who just thought about doing the wrong avoda or doing the avoda in the proper, in the wrong time or the wrong place, that's not the Isra of Le'ichashev. Le'ichashev is to do one of the avodos without the proper intention or with, better yet, with the wrong intention. So is this a lav sheyesh b'maseh or a lav shein b'maseh? Because just the Ichashev, just to think about it, is not the Isra. The Isra is to do the Avoda, Isra is to do the Avoda, which has a wrong intention in it. Therefore, you could say the Masa is the Avoda with improper Machshava. But the Ramam ruled it's a Lav Sheba Masa. If it's a Lav Sheba Masa, the type says it's the same thing. The Isra is Lo Yechashiv. But the Shear of Lo Yechashiv, when is a person really over the Isra Lo Yechashiv when he does the Avoda with the improper Machshava? But the Isra is not in the Avoda, the Isra is in the Machshava. Therefore, of course, if you do do it, like in our case of stealing, of not stealing, of taking something with, by paying for it, it's Chal. The Kenyan is Chal. The Torah never forbade this particular Chalas. The Torah just said the Isra is Chimut. This, of course, would fit in with another Machlokas between the Rambam and the Raivet. The Rambam says if a person forces his friend, begs his friend, pleads with his friend to give, it, to give him a uh, something that he wants or to sell him something that he wants, so you're over Latachma. The Raivet says that's only in the case below Amarotzani. If the person at the end did not agree that he wanted. A person makes a formal declaration, Rotzani, I, I could hold a gun to your head. And you say, Rotzani, I say that I want, that you want to do it at the end. So the very fact that you said you want takes away the element of coercion in Halacha. So the Ravid says in the case where it's Rotzani, then there's no Isser Latachmot. It seems that the Raman would say the Isser of Latachmot even applies to the case where the person says Rotzani. 
So let's go again. According to the Raivid, the Isur is only if you did not say Rotsani. And in that case, you coerce the person, and actually what you're doing is, even if you took it and paid money, but you did it against his will, it is considered an act of Gzela. So Lotachmod is really the action of taking the thing without the person's permission. So therefore, according to the Raivid, it would seem it's a lav, I took the object without his permission. I don't get Malchus, as I said before, because it's a lav anitan letashlumim. According to the Rambam, it would seem that if you do say Rotsani, it's irrelevant to our issue. The Isra Chimud is that much Chimud which led to Likichas Achevetz. The Isra which eventually led to the fact that you took the Chevetz. So even though the fellow did say Rotsani, the Chimud remains the same. There's a story told about one of the Hasidish Rebbes, I think it was one of the Ger Rebbes, who had a very, very big library. And he was a rig, real bibliophile, loved Svarim very much. Apparently there was a Ger Hasid who had also a large library, of which he was very proud, and he once invited the Rebbe to come to look at his library. So when he came to the library, the Rebbe, who normally did not go to visit other people, in this case, wanted to go to see this beautiful library. He came, he took a tour of the library at the end of the day, so the Chassid said to the Rebbe, Rebbe, what do you think? And the Rebbe said, oh, wonderful library, he was very enthused, very excited. So he said, Rebbe, do I have Sfarim that you don't have, that you would like to have? So the Rebbe said, yeah, there are two particular Sfarim that you have that I really would like to have. So the Chassid said, oh, I'm so proud, I'm so pleased that I have Sfarim the Rebbe really doesn't have. What's, by, by the way, what two Sfarim are they? And the Rebbe refused to tell him. So he kept asking the Rebbe, no, please tell me what the Sfarim are. The Rebbe said, I don't want to tell you. At the end, the person said, Rebbe, I'll tell you why I'm trying to get you to tell me what they are. Because whichever two Sfarim they are, no matter how dear they are to my heart, I'd like to give those Sfarim as a present to the Rebbe. So the Rebbe said, I know that's what your intention was. I knew that you wanted to give it to me. Therefore, I'm not allowed to tell you, because by telling you, I'd somehow arrange for you to give it to me. And that would be the Isra of Lotachmot. According to the version of this story, which I heard, the fact that the Rebbe liked the Sfarim and wanted them, that he did not feel was an Isra of Lotachmod at all. The fact that he, if he would have told him that I want those Sfarim, knowing that that would somehow almost coerce a Chassid to give those Sfarim to the Rebbe, he felt that itself would be the Isra of Lotachmod. There's another Isra in the Torah called Lotit Aveh. In Aseris Hadibros, in Vaschanan, the Isra of Lotitaveh is added. In our Parshas Yisrael, Lotitaveh is not mentioned at all. However, in Parshas Vaschanan, Lotitaveh is raised for the first time. There, the Torah says, also breaks it into two phrases. Lotachmod Eshet Reyecha. The Isra of Chimod applies to your friend's wife. Then the Torah adds, You shouldn't even desire the house of your friend. There's an Isra of Titaveh. Titaveh also seems to be a type of desire. Your friend's house, your friend's field, his Eved, his, his servants, his animals, everything he owns. Are these two separate Isurim? 
or really they're a repetition of the same thing. Some Seferi mitzvah, some of the Rishonim, I think, the Smag and others, consider this one Easter. Lo Tachmod and Lo Titaveh. Why did Torah change the language of Lo Tachmod, Lo Titaveh? According to the Smag, I'm not sure. But it's basically the same Easter, just repeated twice. The Rambam, however, and other Rishonim count this as two separate Easterim. The Rambam says that both in Sefer HaMitzvah and in Mishnah Torah, the Rambam says there's a difference between the Easter of Titaveh and the Easter of Chimud. Chimud is, as we explained before, a person who desires and he somehow coerced the person, begged him, pleaded with him, and took away something, even if he paid for it. However, the Ram says, Lo Tachmod is not an Iser just of desiring something. However, by Mit Aveh, he says that somehow this Iser is an Iser of belief. Kol Mit Aveh Beito O Ishto Anybody who desires the objects that we re- referred to before, once he began to think, not just that he desired it, he began to think, how do I acquire such an object? And he somehow seduced himself into thinking about this, the Ram said clearly, the Easter of Tava is belief. It doesn't mean that you acquire the object and you'd even go to acquire the object. You just thought, I want it so much that let's begin to think how I could go about acquiring it. In the story that I mentioned before about the Ger Rebbe, there's no Easter Tava either, according to the Ramah. Because it's true the Rebbe desired it, but he had no intention, he did not think at all about doing something to acquire it. Not just he didn't do something to acquire it, he didn't think at all about doing something to acquire it. In fact, the negative is true. He specifically was careful not to do something that would cause him to acquire this object. So the Isra of Tava, the Ram says in the Isra Belev. And then the Ramam adds, Hatava Meviya Lidechimut. Tava is the first step. And Tava will eventually lead to Chimut. Once a person is involved in the Easter of Tava, then eventually he'll do something which really serves as a way of acquiring the object. Eventually Chimut could lead to Gezel. Because it's true if the Balim agree, according to the Rambam, then it's not Gezelah, it's only Chimut. But if the owner really refuses to sell, even with all the influence and persuasion that he tries to employ, eventually he'll reach the hands, he'll get into involved in Gzeil itself. He quotes a Pasuk that they had Chimud, they desired a house, and eventually they even stole it. The Ram then goes on so far to say is it's so drastic that a person who is involved in Chimud, which leads to Tava, which leads to Gezel, eventually he might even kill the person whose object he desires. And he quotes examples found in Tanakh that 
we can see how terrible this Avera could be and the ramifications to which it may lead. Now, if we would look at the Psuk, at the Rambam, and back to the Psukim, we'll see something interesting. The Rambam says that the Easter of Tava applies even with your heart. The Easter of Lotachmod is only if you do something to accomplish it. But in the Torah, in Vaschanan, the Easter Lotachmod applies to Eishas Reacha. The Easter of Chimud applies in Vaschanan only to the wife of your friend. Lotachmod, as opposed to other things, appears in our Parshan, Parshas Yisrael. Lotachmod, Sharach, Hamarov, Vachosh But in the Sefer Devarim, the Easter is added of Lotit Aved, that extra Easter that a person should not even desire. That, the Torah says, applies to Beit Reyecha, Sadeu, Avdo, Amatosh, Sharovach, Hamarov, Vachosh The way the Rambam explained the difference between Chimud and Tava, so the Easter of Chimud only applies applies to everything. The Easter of Litavot, of this inner desire, only applies to objects like Beit Reyecha, Sadeyu, Avdo, Amatosh, It doesn't apply to Eishaz Reyecha. Which would be strange. That would mean there's a, there's a Chumrah in the case of your objects that you're not allowed to even have tava. But according to the Pshuto Shamikra, according to the simple Pshat of the words, this Easter of Tava doesn't apply to wives. It only applies to objects. The Easter of Chimud applies to both. The Smag pointed this out, and the Smag says, Givald, it seems now that according to the Rambam, the Easter is more Chamor by objects than by Yonesha Sish. It's inconceivable that the Chumrah of uh, desiring somebody's book or somebody's pen or somebody's house should be more severe than the the Easter the of desiring his wife. And according to the Rambam, that would be true. The Easter of Lotachmod applies to wives. Lotachmod, included in the Pasuk, Bet Hanan, only refers to Beit Reyecha, Sadeu, Avdo, Amato, but not to Eishos Reyecha. The diuk of the Psukim that the Smag asked seems to be true. However, the Rambam himself said clearly that it's not what he thinks. The Rambam in Hilchas Gezela says, Hachomet chave avdo o amaso o beso v'cheilav shachavera. In Tarek Aleph of Halacha Tess of Hilchas Gezela, the Ram says, Chimud applies to Eved Amma Bayez Kalim. Kol dava she'efshel shik neumimenu. I'd like to point out specifically, the object of Chimur, according to the Rambam, seems to be anything that can be acquired from my friend. The Rambam adds the phrase, not just a person who's Chumit, and he says, Avdo Amasol Beisol Vekeilov Shechavero. He doesn't, by the way, does not mention Ishto. He doesn't say, Kol HaChumit Ishto. But he says, Kol Dava She'efsha Lo Sheik Neumimenu. Chimud only applies to things that the Torah said that you can acquire from your friend. I could buy it. You own a cow, you own a book, you own a a, a television. Whatever you own, I could force you to sell it to me. I could take it away from you. And then legally, if you say Ratzani, as we pointed out before, it's mine. I really bought it. But I'm over Latachmon. 
you can't buy somebody else's wife from him. Nobody can sell their wife. And the idea of forcing someone to sell it, the most you can do is perhaps force somebody to divorce his wife and you would have to talk about get Musa if the get really could be done or not. But you certainly cannot force your friend to sell you, sell you his wife. According to the Rambam, it seems to be the Isra of Chimut does not apply to women. How does this fit in with the Psukim? That does seem a little bit difficult. Because the Torah says in Yisro, Lo Tachmod, Eish In Vezchanan, it also says Eish Apparently, the Isser Chimud, when it refers to Eishas Chavero, the Ram himself would also have to explain that's really referring to Lotitave. In the other cases, Lotachmod means Lotachmod. Don't do Chimud, which will reach the hand, eventually, which will come to a Masa. But by Eishas Ish, although the Psukim are, would be problematic, it would seem the Ram thinks there's no Isser of Chimud because you can't buy it from someone. So therefore, the Rambam is careful in halacha test. He doesn't say kol achomed ishto, kol achomed avdo o amaso. However, in halacha yud, the Ram says kol hamisave beso o ishto v'chelav shalchavero. In halacha yud, when he talks about the iser of tava, there he does include wives because the iser of involved in eshes is really an iser of tava. It's not really an iser of chimud because you can't buy it from someone else. As I said before, the Rambam would have to somehow learn the Psukim a little differently than we're normally accustomed. But this would explain to us why the Torah did phrase the different objects separately. The Torah said, for example, in Parshas Yisrael, Lo Tachmod Beisweyacha. Lo Tachmod Eishasweyacha. Bias is a more general statement. The Easter of Chimud applies to all the things in the house. Lo tachmod eishas Somehow eishas the Easter of Chimud according to Ram really doesn't apply. That would somehow mean the Easter of Lit Avot. In Vayeschanan, it would seem even more uh, precise. The Torah says, Lo tachmod eishat v'yecha, v'lo In the case of Lo tachmod eishat there the Easter by definition, it should be lotitaveh. Again, why the Torah used the word lotachmod seems to me problematic according to the way the Rambam explained it. But eshet v'yecha is separate because eshet v'yecha, the Iser, always was lit avot. In the rest of the psukim, lotitaveh, beit v'yecha, sadeh, v'avdova, matosha, avachamaro, here the Torah really added a new Iser, an Iser of tava. The Iser of Eishas Reyecha, there's no new Iser involved in Vazchanan because that's the definition of the Iser that's found in Yisro as well. What I've suggested is, I admit, rather difficult in the way the Ramam learned the Psukim. But it seems to me very precise in the way the Ramam quoted the Halacha. Again, the Ramam says in Hilchos Gezeila, Chomed Avdo, Amaso, Obeislo, Vekelev, Shechavero. Present as Chimud, Eishas Ish is not mentioned in the Iser of Chimud. Because Chimud only applies to things she'efsha liknos mimenu. However, in the case of Tava, the Ram says, Misave beso o ishto. Ishto is included. Because Tava can be relating to things even which you cannot acquire. Occasionally, Tava will lead to Lidei Chimud. In the case of Eish I don't know if Chimud would apply, but the Isra of Tava would still be there. Other Mepharshim have tried to explain what would be the di- real difference between Chimud and Tava? I'd like to mention the idea of Reb David Hoffman, 
who said that there is a difference between t- the words Tava and Chimud. He said, Chimud is something that's desired. I want the object. The object in, in, in itself is the, what, the thing that I desire. For example, uh, you have a pen. I also have a pen. But I like your pen. I like the pen that you have. So he says, that's called Chimud. Hadavam Nechmad. The thing that I'm looking for is a desired object. Eretz Yisrael is Eretz Chemda. Eretz Chemda, a land that's desired. Unfortunately, uh, we have too many fights over the people who desire Eretz Yisrael. But the Chemda is a land that's desired. But Tava is an appetite. Rev. David Svihatan claims that Tava is in the case where you're missing that object. You don't have that object. A person who is poor and wants food, your food, or he wants your money, so that is an Easter of Tava. It's not an Easter of Chimud. It's not that he wants this particular object. He's not looking for something. Pashut Chaserlo, he's missing something. So he claims the Easter of Chimud would apply to all people. Even a rich person could be over the Easter of Chimud. Tava refers more to a person who is lacking something, and therefore he wants the object. He claims, therefore, the Easter of Tava doesn't really apply to an Eishas Ish. Because, I might desire your wife, according to the because she's Chemda, because I desire her. That, according to him, would be included in the Easter of Lotachmon. That's not the way we explain the Rambam. However, he thinks that Chimud means when I desire something which I just like the other object. Tava is a case where I'm lacking something. The Easter of Tava, he claims, would not apply to an Eishasish, because Lama Yisav, Yisav, a person who has Tava means he's missing it. A person's not married, he wants to be married. But he doesn't need to be married specifically to this person. So, how does he deal with the Psukim? So he says, the Torah in Vaschanan said, Lo Tachmod. The Easter of, of Tachmod only applies to a woman. The Easter of Lo doesn't apply to women. This is obviously the opposite of what I explained in the Rambam. Rabbi David Sviyafman explained that the Easter of Chimud applies to objects, but cannot apply, and can apply also to an Eishasish. But the Easter of Tava does not at all apply to an Eishasish. And I claim that according to the Rambam, the opposite would be true. The Easter of Chimud can apply to all things. The Easter of Chimud, as, a, as opposed to an Eishasish, would really be the Easter of Tava, not the Easter of Chimud. Whereas the Easter of regular things, of regular objects, could be both Tava and Chimud. You have been listening to Arab Tavori, the weekly mitzvah for Pashat Yitro. Today's Hadachai Yomit, we move towards the end of Kriyat Shema. Minad Kol Yisrael is for the Chazan to repeat the last three words of Kriyat Shema, Hashem Elokechem Emet. The reason is because of a Midrash that says that there are 248 words in Kriyat Shema, 248, Adam. according to Chazad, there are 248 organs in the human body, and Kriyat Shema has the same number of words.
The idea being that Priyachma, which is the acceptance of the yoke of heaven, uh, should be said with every single organ in our body. In other words, we're totally, totally subject to heavenly rule, and we don't leave anything out. The problem was that there aren't 248 words in Kriyat Shema. Counting Baruch Shem for Machotol Olam Ba'ed, there are only 245. And therefore, the Minig based on a passage in the Zohar, that the Chazan repeats Hashem Elokechem Emet. He says an extra three words, and those three words fill out the 248, 248 words. If there's no Chazan, what do you do? So there's another Minag of saying before him. But this, as we pointed out in a previous Halacha Yomit, is indeed problematic, since it might be a hefsake, the Ramban was very much opposed, other Rishonim as well, some Rishonim defended it, and uh, that's more problematic. B'tzibur, there would appear to be no reason to say Kamalach Neman. B'yachid, when you're by yourself and you don't have the Chazan's extra three words, there's a reason to do it. But again, there are many Poskim who are opposed, some who defend it. But everyone agrees, it's, it's a Minhag, which is accepted universally. Chazan repeats, Hashem Elokechem Emet. There's some question exactly how he does that. Namely, does he say Emet the first time? Why does one say Emet? The Gemara says that there should be no hefzik between the end of the Pasha, which is Ani Hashem Elokechem, Sof Pasuk, that's the end of the third Pasha of Shema. Emet is the beginning of the Bracha. Emet V'yatzev, or Emet V'emunah. It's the beginning of the Bracha, which ends Ga'al Yisrael. The Gemara says you should not be masik between Hashem Elokechem and Emet. And that means, not to be means to put them together. Offhand, I wouldn't imply that the Chazan is repeating the last words of Shema, they should say Emet twice. And indeed, the Gva opposed saying Emet twice. He says the Chazan should say, Hashem Elokechem, and then out loud, Hashem Elokechem Emet. But many poskim, the accepted uh, Minag is when the Chazan finishes, he also has to right away say Emet in order not to have any this, uh, interruption between his end of the Pasha, Hashem Elokechem, Ani Hashem Elokechem, and Emet, and then he repeats, Hashem Elokechem Emet. Question is, how many extra words are there? The Emet is already an extra word, and if the second Emet is also an extra word, you have four extra words. So apparently they're counting, Ani Hashem Elokechem, that's 245, Emet, Ani Hashem, uh, I'm sorry, Hashem You've now got the 248. The next emet, that doesn't count already. That's already the beginning of the next bracha. It's a funny kind of arithmetic, but that is the, that is the minhag. And, and again, it's paskin la'alacha, even though it does not have a makar in the source in the Gemara, this is paskin la'alacha. The sensitivity to having a hefseik now, as opposed to before Kriyat Shema, is much less. Between the bracha of Abba and Shema, so it's a much more problematic and controversial uh, idea to put in words which don't belong there, like Kamalach Neiman, or even, as I mentioned, even answering Amen. There's a discussion. But after Kriyatma, before beginning the next Bacha, the, that's just a Bacha of a framework. That Bacha isn't directly on Kriyatma, it's after Kriyatma, after all. So therefore, there's much less sensitivity, and the Polskin basically accepted the fact of this Minhag, of at least the Chazan, saying words which are not exactly part of Kriyatma, they're extra, but they become part of Kriyatma. By being, uh, by being repeated for him. What is implied by the Salacha is that everybody should listen to the Chazan when he says those words because we're all trying to reach 248 words and the Chazan is saying it for us 
because the din of Shomeyak Anen, which the Chazan says and is heard by us, is as though we said it, and therefore we've all gotten to 248. Second point I'd like to add today is that in Kriyat Shema, Kriyat Shema is a mitzvah, it's a mitzvah Mahatara, Kuntum Al Spaskim, Veshachacha Uvakumacha, twice a day to say Kriyat Shema. Like any mitzvah, one should have kavana to be yoksei the mitzvah. In other words, not just to have, like anything in davening, have intention to understand the words, but like any mitzvah, including those which are not verbal, one should have intention that I'm doing this in order to be mekayim a mitzvah. So the chatechila, before making kriyat shema, one has to intend, I'm doing it in order to observe the mitzvah of reading kriyat shema and acceptance of the yoke of heaven every day, as well as the intention when you say the words of Kriyat Shema, especially the first Pasuk, which is Kavana, is, is necessary there, and cannot be, and cannot be uh, uh, waived, having Kavana for the internal meaning of the words, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Shuhu, Shuhu Echad Ve'ein The third part of Kriyat Shema, Pashat Sitzit, is a observance of a different mitzvah, Mitzvah of Zechirat Yitziat Mitzvayim, which is a daily mitzvah to remember the exodus from Egypt every single day. And therefore, when one gets to the third pasha, one should, it's best if one would have also kavana, the intention to be mekayen, the mitzvah of, different mitzvah, mitzvah of Zechirat Yitziat Mitzvayim. So one should... Probably not ma'akev. Most folks cannot think that mitzvot lo tzichot kavanah. You don't even have to have kavanah. B'di avad. Avad, l'chatechila, one should have the proper intention for mitzvah one does it. And this particular chapter, this third chapter of Kriyat Shema, is there in order to fulfill an additional mitzvah. The mitzvah of zechirat yitziat mitzvahim, daily zechirat yitziat mitzvahim. And therefore, it would be important and necessary and right to have the kavanah right before saying it, or when beginning it, that we are now uh, observing this additional mitzvah. You don't say it out loud, you know, I say things, but the kavana balev, the internal mental uh, intention should be to mekayim that mitzvah. That's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow with the shir on uh, Pashat HaShavua, which will be given this week by Rabbi, Rabbi Avi Wolfish. Until then, call to, you've been listening to KMTT, Kim Itzion, Tetzet Torah, Udvar Hashem Yerushalayim.